Welcome to Safety Help with Tony Collins. Join him to learn how to improve workplace safety to be legally compliant, win more contracts and increase profits. Hi listeners and welcome back. This podcast is actually part of a series I have produced that explains how to set up your own safety system. The audio is taken from a video training course which is available for free from my website www.safetyhub.co.nz but you know I know some people like the podcast format which is probably you know why you're listening now but if you do prefer video or even want to buy the product that goes with the course it's all on the website and the details are there but let's get into this particular chapter right away commitment this chapter is probably the easiest to complete in terms of time I've even included a draft policy statement at the end of the chapter. And you could quickly go ahead and make amendments to your employees' job descriptions. And you'd probably satisfy most of the order requirements for this particular chapter anyway. But, and and there's always a but, the key difference between making this work for you and passing an audit is commitment. It's the difference between having a manual looking pretty on a shelf and not improving safety in your workplace or having a health and safety system and improving workplace safety. And remember the benefits for having a safer workplace. It includes actually reducing injuries or damage to equipment and plant and, of course, to your people. And it means directly or indirectly affecting the cost to your business. It is a difference between a good workplace or a great workplace for you and your staff. In order to do that, I need to talk to you briefly about leadership in your business and how you as a business owner or a manager can be the champion and drive the behaviours of your employees around health and safety. I want to give you some general background thinking on safety leadership and then towards the end of this chapter, we'll focus on the writing of your policy statement and other practical things that you can go ahead and do. So if you're looking for the secret ingredient for health and safety performance, without a doubt, it comes into this area of leadership or commitment. There are plenty of studies and books out there that talk about this, and if you think about it, it makes common sense. If you or your senior managers demonstrate that health and safety is important in your business, then your employees will also put importance on health and safety. And if you don't believe that, think of it the other way. If you disregard health and safety in your business, your employees will as well. Let me tell you a story to give you an example. I was at a conference recently and the keynote speaker was out from America and he had a company that went in and measured performance of companies, including health and safety. They've been doing this for years and they, they were brought in to do, uh, go into plants and measure performance across a whole group of plants. And they finally got to this one particular plant and, uh, interviewing the employees and the managers, they built up a picture about the chief of this particular plant. And having done this for years, they couldn't believe the data and they were dying to meet this guy and find out what he actually did. Why was he so different? And finally, they interviewed the guy and and went through the same uh, process. And at the end of it, they said, 
why are you so different? What, what turns you, what made you think or put importance on health and safety? And he related a story. He said, I've been a plant manager for, for many years and um, finally my twin daughters were sent off to university. And that very first week he got a phone call at two o'clock in the morning and being a plant manager, he knew what that phone call meant. Something, you know, something had gone wrong at the plant. But the first thing that jumped to his mind as he was running to the phone was, is that a phone call about my daughters? They're away from home, have they had an accident, what's going on? And he built up this fear in, in a short amount of time going to the phone. So when he finally got the phone call and heard it was a crushing accident at the plant, he was relieved. He was relieved. And he said, at that moment, I, I had all this emotional energy thinking about my children that, that immediately flicked over to what can I do to help this person? He has a family um, and maybe there was a bit of guilt in there. But whatever it was, his whole attitude and actions changed to health and safety. He was down at the hospital first thing, disregarding what the lawyers were saying. He was just powering into it. And you can imagine the energy that it put into the investigation and fixing the problem. So that was the turning point for that guy. Now, the thing is, you know, okay, so that's a story that worked for him and that may or may not work for you. But why not learn from other people? What about you and your company? What do you need to do to get the same effect without having to go through such an, an incident? What do you need to do now? Well, you need to just take some time out and confirm or decide what your values and beliefs are with regards to health and safety. You know, is safety just getting in the way of profits? Is it all about wrapping us up in cotton wool so that we can't actually do anything? You know, is, is it all just crap, just ticking the box so that we can get the government regulators off our back? You really need to think this through because if, if one of those are your beliefs or all of them, um, it'll probably pay to go back and revisit the benefits for health and safety to your company, to you individually, to your people. Why is this important? Because what you believe will define what practices are acceptable or what aren't within your company. What you think will actually come out in what you say and what you do. You know, think about it. It's impossible for your mind to be saying, on the one hand, oh, safety is crap. And then on the other hand, expecting your business will be a safe workplace. So you need to decide. And having decided upon making health and safety a value within your business, the following is a list of principles and practices you may wish to consider adopting as the leader. Now these are ideas. They're not the be all and end all, but they're to get you thinking about actions that you can take. The, uh, and I may be contradicting myself here because, you know, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day what you think if you weren't going to do anything. If you think safety is incredi incredibly important around here and you don't do anything, well, that's, that's going to have no net effect because people aren't mind readers. They don't know what you're, you're thinking. What we want to get to is safety is incredibly important around here and this is what I'm going to do. That's when you get the synergy and the magic happening. So with those principles and practical ideas, what we also need to do is come up with a policy statement. 
And all a policy statement is, is you writing down in words on a piece of paper or putting it on your web, um, your expectations around health and safety. Basically, you're saying it is important around here. Your policy needs to specify the responsibilities of your senior managers, your supervisors, the health and safety coordinator or manager, your employees, and then any employee reps or health and safety committee members. So I've provided a draft template, but you know, make it your own. Chop it up, use different words, use your own words, how you talk to your people, uh, and then make sure that the words that you're using can be understood by your employees. Just make it understandable. And that includes establishing responsibilities. We, what we want to do is to assign the responsibilities to individuals. And we do that by putting the requirement into the job description of the individuals. Doing this, you know, removes any doubt about who's accountable, clearly states what you expect from them, allows you to know that you've actually covered off on all areas of health and safety, and then it provides a way for you to measure health and safety performance. And one way of doing that is when you're doing the um, annual review of your employees and your managers, include health and safety performance as a measure. And at the end of the day, what you decide to measure in a performance review is what you have decided is important and it is what will get done by your employees. So action steps in. Step one, decide on the values and beliefs you expect and will display within your business. Now, step two, articulate these in a policy statement. Three, assign responsibilities. And number four, ensure performance reviews include health and safety where you've assigned certain responsibilities. This has been another episode on Workplace Safety by Tony Collins. For more tips, visit safetyhub.co.nz and join the free newsletter.